One of the best pieces of advice I ever got when auditioning for one or two lines was have the courage to do nothing. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. We all know that casting can make or break a film. And that's why after I took Cinevic's Incubators 2.0 casting workshop with Darlene Tate, I knew I had to get this woman on our show. Darlene's an accomplished and in-demand actor, a multiple award-winning producer, a former board member of Vancouver Women in Film and Television, vice president of Vancouver Island South Film and Media Commission. She created and hosted Film Fridays on Facebook. And did I mention that she's also a Cinevic past president? There isn't a more dedicated supporter of independent film than actor, producer, and casting director, our former fearless leader, Darlene Tate. Darlene, I'm thrilled you're here today, and I'm still thinking about everything I learned in your workshop. Wonderful. Well, I am thrilled anytime I get to spend time with you, Joyce, even if it's through a podcast recording. Scene one. Uh, let's start with a bit of background. You've had a highly successful career in marketing and real estate in Canada and Mexico. You started producing independent shorts and acting is your passion. What got you into casting? I was just asked to assist a couple of emerging filmmakers and uh, was delighted to step in because in earlier years when I had started in film, I had the very fortunate opportunity to work with some of Vancouver's largest casting directors. When they would come over to the island to cast productions, I would get to be their reader. So the person that actors encountered in the room who read opposite them, and I ran their audition rooms. So I felt like this had given me some just unbelievable experience, you know, the kind of thing that actors particularly uh, look for, and an opportunity to shadow some top casting directors. I felt like through that process, I had started to gain a bit of expertise with which I could then assist emerging filmmakers. One thing led to another, and before I knew it, I was casting several films. Scene two. Okay, so what should a director be looking for in an audition tape? First and foremost is the believability. So when you're watching someone, do you actually believe they are engaged in the situation and in the relationship with whoever they're interacting with? Do you believe it? Like, are you wanting to kind of look off screen because you really truly believe that they see something off in the distance or that they're being really affected by something uh, the reader supposedly is doing. So it's all about the believability. And then secondly, I think they're looking for interest. I think every casting director wants to look at an audition and go, huh, I didn't really think of that. Or, huh, that was really interesting. So those are two things. And I would say the third thing that's really critical in an audition for filmmakers is to redirect your actor. If you're liking what you're seeing with a performer, throw an adjustment at them. Um, have them do something that's really out of character for that moment in the script and see how well they can make that adjustment to their performance. Because when it comes to the day of filming, you want to know that you've got an actor 
who can move with some of the changes that can occur in the moment. Having seen the casting process from both sides, what's the most cringeworthy thing you've ever seen? Oh my gosh, there are so many. And part of me hates to even bring them up in the event that somebody might find themselves in one of my stories. But one of the real cringeworthy ones was where we had a young actress. So she wasn't really expected to be completely familiar and comfortable with the process, but she stepped into the room and gave us all the one moment uh, finger up kind of symbol, turned her back to the wall and proceeded over the course of two to three minutes, which is in a casting room is a long time, proceeded to do all her her warm up and uh, shaking her fingers <laughs> and doing her energy gathering. And, and the casting director just kept looking at me and I didn't know whether I should stop it and she didn't know whether she should stop it, but it was a, it was a younger woman and obviously quite new. Um, so that was one of them. And the second one was a single line. And I remember it to this day. The line was, sir, your car. And this was a bellhop at a hotel, sir, your car. Very simple. One of the individuals who came in turned that one line into an operatic moment. Sir, your car. And <laughs> dragged this all out. And um, the casting director could not contain herself. She split a gut laughing, but he was quite devastated. So... Um, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got when auditioning for one or two lines was have the courage to do nothing. And as mm -hmm. actors, we always want to stand out. And we always want to bring forward a unique element of a character or ourselves. But you do need to realize there's a time when the story is just looking for you to nudge it along and doesn't need a big performance. So those were a couple of the, uh, the ones that come to mind, those kind of cringeworthy moments. Scene three. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? I would tell my 20-year-old self that you have no idea, but the film business in Vancouver is getting ready to boom. Get your ass into some classes, get an agent, and get out there because Vancouver was not a film location, not with any significance, nothing like it is today. And it was very tough for early casting directors to find talent. So that's one thing I would say, but the reality is I wasn't ready for it in my 20s. I was way too self-conscious. And it, for me, it really wasn't until, you know, I hit my 50s and 60s that I just felt like, shedding me to where somebody else was the most exciting thing that I could do just for whatever time, whatever the character to become somebody else for a time and not, and not care, like not bring any self-consciousness into a role that really didn't happen for me till my fifties and sixties that I could lose that and, and be really proud of some of the work I've done. Scene four. Darlene, you have made amazing contributions to our local film scene. And I'm just wondering if you wanted to comment a little bit on the uh, volunteer nature of indie film. Well, that's one of the things that makes indie film what it is, is the volunteerism. 
I mean, every time I walk onto an indie film set and I look around and I know if not 100%, then probably 80 or 90% of the people there have voluntarily given up a day, two days, four days to work with other people in telling a story and in supporting each other. Like you were on my set last week. So, you know, in two weeks, I'm shooting something. Why don't you come and help me out? So volunteerism is just at the heart and soul of independent filmmaking. And I couldn't imagine it without it. Now, I always felt fortunate that at my age where I was able to retire from my work life and to not be so concerned about putting food on the table and paying the mortgage. And so I got to really enjoy volunteerism without it completely knocking me out. I mean, when I think back to the early days where you worked uh, your day job uh, for at least a 40-hour week, if not more, and then stepped on to indie film sets to help out your buddies on the weekends, and those were long, you know, 12, 14-hour days, that's an incredible commitment. I now have the luxury of not having to do that work and being able to show up on set all fresh and ready to go. <laughs> Retired people are the best when it comes to volunteerism. So I want to really thank you, Darlene, for sharing so generously with us and for all your contributions to the film community. I'm just delighted to be part of this film community. I am always blown away by the kind of work that gets produced, the relationships that get built, and the stories that see their way to screen. It makes me get up in the morning. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. <laughs>